0: This episode of Tend Her Wild is being sponsored by Revival in downtown Iowa City. Revival is a woman-owned apparel and clothing store for women with a curated selection of new and used vintage clothing. A place where a group of badass ladies can help you own your own personal expression no matter the budget. Revival is independently owned and operated by Sheila Davison, who is a fierce advocate for women's health rights. We love you, Sheila. Inspired by the question we ask each of our guests, we partnered with local jewelry designer Maid Community to create a special earring design called the Door Collection. You can find these pieces in store or online at Revival, Iowa City this season. Which door did you go through to become a wild woman? You can wear the earrings that match that. Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast your
1: questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves,
0: and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode.
1: Welcome Tender Wild podcast listeners. We are so excited and and very honored today to have with us a special guest. This is a powerful, intuitive woman that I met, gosh, I'm thinking eight, maybe 10 years ago, a long time ago, and uh, I'm excited to introduce her to all of you. So Aviana Castro, our special guest today, is an intuitive transformational coach and meditation teacher the founder of Aviana Castro LLC and Oneness Wellness. Her passion is to assist others in recognizing and connecting to their own intuition, which is something she definitely helped me do, uh, potential and purpose. Guiding souls on remembering who they are at their core, envisioning a life filled with dreams that can now become a reality. Over the last two years, Aviana has had a complete transformation of her own releasing over 115 pounds and traveling to the jungles of Costa Rica diving deep into her own healing. She uses her own personal experiences to empower people to live awake and authentic creating a life that is spiritual deliberate and meaningful. She's currently based out of Fort Lauderdale Florida and also Michigan. Where are you by the way today are you in Michigan or Fort Lauderdale? a lot of Okay, <laughs> you're near the ocean. I see the sun
0: <laughs> coming up. Welcome. You know. We're so excited Thank to have you. you. Thank you for having
2: me. I love this. I love <laughs> it. I'm so excited. Yeah, these
1: conversations are really powerful. And of course, our podcast is all about returning to your wild essence, which is, of course, your natural essence. We've been really inspired by the book, Women Who Run With the Wolves. And you definitely have always embodied to me this this uh, beautiful, um, wild, authentic, clear nature. And so I can't think of a better person to have a conversation with about how all of us can continue to embody the wild woman archetype. I love it.
0: Yeah. So we all, Aviana, we always love to start with our guests, just um, talking about your first 10 years. We know that so much kind of starts and, and is, is definitely kind of a foreshadowing of what's to come for people when we look back. So would you share with us your first 10 years and any significant, Things that happened or were looking back, what was what meant the most to you during that time? That's a an
2: amazing question. So my first 10 years um, were incredibly powerful on, on so many different levels at the age of three is really where in the, the intuition started sparking. And I didn't know what it was at that time thank goodness my parents were incredibly open um because i would really start by getting up you know around i mean i went to bed early when you're at 3 and it's so crazy that i remember this at 3 so because you don't always remember things that happen but i knew it was 3 i remember it was 3 and my parents validate that it was at 3 and it started with dreams you know i they would put me to bed you know early and i would wake up between 8 8:30 you know, PM. And I would have these incredible visions that something was going to happen. Um, and the one that really stood out, uh, that really made my parents say something's going on with our daughter <laughs> was um, the vision that my next door neighbor's house was going to catch on fire. And um, they just told me it was a bad dream and to go back to sleep. And I was that I was a rebel girl. I mean, I was a really good girl, but I, I, when I had my mind set on something, you could not, um, persuade me. I was, I was going. And so I said, well, then I'm going to go check on their house. And I knew where their spare key was. And so I had to get on a chair because it was on the hook on the wall. And I was going. You're three, by the way. At three. Yeah. At three. And, um, and so finally, you know, my dad said, okay, okay. They knew that this, there was a different energy, um, of my adamancy, you know, in this. And so my dad went over and I made sure that he went out the door. Cause I was, I remember my nightgown. I remember everything. I remember him going next door and checking on everything And my neighbors were out of town. And um, this was when, you know, they had the metal gas cans, you know, the metal gas cans that we used to store in our garage. Um, And the, the metal gas can was hissing. It was literally getting ready to combust. God. And so I remember my dad, he, he undid it. He took it out of the garage. And then the moment that I knew that he had done that, then I went and laid down and fell back asleep. And wow. so it, it was kind of, and that was just the start. And then my dad, you know, play or played, um, would, um, uh, participate in fishing tournament. So he was an, he is an avid fisherman still to this day. And, um, I remember in the grocery store and I said, Hey, guess what? Dad's catching a three pounds, six ounce bass right about now. And she's like, so they, she would just like take notes and then they would compare the notes and it would be what it, what it was. And I'm so grateful that they never, they never said, they, they never swayed me. They just kept extracting. So whenever I would go on these tangents, they would just take the notes and, and then they would continue to share. And, and it just kept progressing and progressing. But what was fascinating was, um, at, so that started at three and it just kept growing. Um, but at the eight or well, at the age of seven, seven, eight, um, I started having grand mal seizures um, out of nowhere. And, um, and the, obviously I had to have a ton of tests and things like that, and they couldn't find anything inconclusive. And so it would, they, they chalked it up as puberty, like hormonal. Um, and then I was, uh, put on medication for four years, um, to maintain them, if you will. And interestingly enough, from that whole time period, I don't remember much of anything, and um, true story, I really, to this date, it's something that I'm moving through because um, because the medical community, and I'm not poo-pooing any of that, did not know how to manage what was going on with me. Um, They—my experience in this lifetime, that whole—those four years of my life, I— it completely numbed me out. It completely numbed me out. And you can even see in my school pictures, I am not that same person. Like there's a glaze over my eyes, you know, this empathetic, vibrant child was just completely shut Shut down. down. Um, and so thank goodness, um, that after I cleared that time period, they took me off of it. And then it started, elevating back up again. And so So did
1: the medication stop all of the intuitive, all of it it just stopped everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. For me, it did. For me, it did. Like, I don't remember a lot in that, in that, that, uh, time period. And so I've done a lot of, uh, work on that, you know, um, through ceremony and through all of that to clean all that out. Um, because it was such an intricate part of, um, what had happened, you know, and medicine's a crazy thing. Medicine is a beautiful thing, but it also does a lot to the more to than the we know. Right? Yeah. More than we know. Do yeah. You think, and I'm so, just
1: curious those knowing what, you know, those seizures that were happening, do you think that they were energetic, like a part of your intuitive gifts? that were shifting you into different vibrational levels. And, but again, our medical community didn't understand it that way. And so this medication stopped all of it.
2: It stopped it. It it put a, it put a, a, like the best way I can describe it, it put a kink in it. Mm. So, I mean, I was still functioning. I was still doing what I, what I do, but I wasn't, I was not operating on a high level. Um, it was just very muted. It was very, um, the best slow hazy is the, is the best way Numbed, I was numbed. Yeah, I was completely numbed. Um, but now looking back at what happened and because I had the same dream, every seizure, <laughs> crazy thing. And yeah. I could remember, I could tell when a seizure was coming on and I had the exact same dream, um, every single time. And what it was, was, um, I was back in the day, probably 1700s, um, and I had this uh, blue, light um, blue, like sky blue dress on, um, and the, all the roads were uh, non-paved. And I was walking on, it looks, looks like saloon days is what it looked yeah. like, you know, um, and I had the heels on and I was probably maybe 17 to 21 years old. And I would walk on the planks um, off of the dirt road and I would push, I would start to push the swinging saloon doors. Um, and then I would wake up. So I never got past the door.
1: What? Every, um, every time you had this, every, every time, time same dream. Every okay. time. Keep same going. Day. What have you learned? Yeah. Yeah.
2: What, what have you <laughs> I'm on the edge means. of my seat. Um, so I never got past the dream until last year, mm. um, during my Costa Rica trip. And so, and it was one of, one of those ceremonies that I did. And, and, you know, that medicine, the, the earth medicine said, would you like to go through the doors? And I'm like, what? What? like, I haven't thought about this in years. Wow. And, um, and she's like, "Do you want to go through the doors?" And I'm like, "Of course, I want to go through the doors." And then I was nervous, like, yeah. "Oh my god, am I going through the doors?" Um, and uh, interestingly enough, I did go through the doors, and uh, the doors were very revealing. Um, I'll be happy. Do you want to hear what happened? Yes, like, yeah. that's, yes, that's crazy. <laughs> please. That's super please. powerful. Okay. So, um, so what had happened? So. This, the, it, it all ties into this transformation that started happening like literally in, in uh, uh, June of 20, June of 2020, um, all the way up until current time. And so um, I was, this was COVID time, right? So June of 2020 was COVID. I had a very strong passion for um Human trafficking. Like, I really wanted to help be of service to, like, how could I contribute? How could I, like, and that came out of nowhere. Like, I don't, like, where is this coming from? It was nothing that I was had, obviously, I have empathy for all of that, but I had never had a drive um, to work or be partnered with an organization, but it kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And so, interestingly enough, um, that was in. June of 2020, this whole thing all started where I pushed through the door just last year, um, June of last year. So it was exactly 12 months later, 12 months later. Um, and when I pushed through the doors, the whole vision showed up that um, I was trafficked as a child. The saloon door was where I used to live. My mother in that lifetime, so this is all pre-lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. My mother in that lifetime um, owned a brothel. Um, and so it was, so it was just something very, I guess, normal in, in that, that timeline. And so it was very busy in in the bottom space. We lived on the top of the space, uh, up, up, above it. And, um, my mother would traffic me and pull me down the stairs. Um, and then to, to whatever happened. Um, and actually, um, I was little, I was three to four. Mm. years old wow. um very young child um and uh, interestingly enough uh, at, with with all of this with the seizures so the seizures are related to the shorting out sure. I would short out as I would be trafficked because sure. I, I was something kind of that I, you couldn't couldn't, yeah, yeah, I couldn't
1: handle yeah yeah I
2: couldn't handle. Um, and interestingly enough, it's, it's how I passed away uh, in, in that lifetime. Um, I was buried alive. I was playing, you know, dead, and they thought they had killed me, and they didn't. And so um, to try to hide that whole situation. Um, and so there was a whole search party. You know, I, I saw everything. I saw yeah. the whole search party coming for me, everything. This is where it gets really crazy, though. Is that my husband now was one of the people on the search party. So we had, he knew who I was cause he was part of the search party, but we never met in that lifetime until it was just one of our times together. But wow. he was part of the, and he's the one who found me crazy. Wow. is that sound?
1: What, what yeah. changed for you? Like in this, in the here and now by going, being able to go through those doors and see the truth and understand the seizures in this lifetime, and understand probably the gifts of your intuition. Like what what's yeah. changed for you?
2: Um, that everything is happening in divine order. Everything mm. is perfect. Everything mm. is perfect. We may not understand the perfection in that moment. We may not understand the experience or the lesson in that moment. Yeah. So I re- everything that becomes a resistance for me. Um, because I had a hard time prior to going to Costa Rica, I was questioning so many things like, why is this happening? Like, why is the world like this? Like, why is this person, you know, I was asking all these whys instead of really understanding that it's part of the experience. It's part of the evolution. It's part of our growth. It's part of our consciousness. It's part of our expansion. It's perfection. And Mm -hmm. so that whole experience, if I wouldn't have that experience, I wouldn't be here today. And so I now look for resistances <laughs> within reason. Um, so I look for these experiences. And, and when something is not going my way or how I want it, I just focus on this is good. I may not understand it in this moment, but I know and trust so much in this grandest vision of what is and I raised my hand at that town hall meeting back in the ethers forever ago and said, this is what I'm going to do. And I have to remind myself that a few times,
0: <laughs> more yeah, than a few times. It's just amazing. It's so amazing. To, to Because so many of us, I think right now, especially are like, what? There's It feels like the world is moving so quickly. And there's so many things to grab onto that are not going well. So this yes. idea of surrender and knowing that everything is happening in, Perfect, perfect perfect timing. And, and, and like you said, the, the consciousness, the the awakening that's happening, this is all part of it. there's a lot of calm in that a lot of, um, I I find solace in that, in that idea, uh, um, right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I want to say something else, Aviana, you, you said, uh, the grand vision, the grand vision. And didn't you have grand mall seizures? I like did. That was Crazy. connected for me. Yes. Like, whoa, those grand mm-hmm. mal seizures are what led you to be able to get to this grander vision of mm-hmm. that. It's all divine. It's all perfect. It's all unfolding. Mm-hmm. I just had to share and that because that was so powerful. Thank to you. Me.
2: Thank you for that. Because I've never put that, you know, to, together. It, it was just ah, you know, um, there's so many questions. The mind has so many questions, but the soul knows all the answers. Right. Mm. And so when we just steep into that knowing and knowing is non-tangible, right? Knowing doesn't sit up here. Uh, knowing sits here. Yeah and she's um, pointing to
1: her heart and yes. her gut by the way yes. for this you yeah,
2: can't yeah. see it this <laughs> is on a podcast <laughs> um, so it's in in that's practice that's practice to to be able to move into that space into the non-tangible because humans were so much into validation we're so much in the tangible and we want answers right here right now and um it it just doesn't work that way. You know, intuition is that subtle whisper, you know, moving to get healthy was a subtle whisper. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't, I didn't want it. I didn't want now moving, you know, a year into my my release journey of weight. You know, now I'm in the fitness journey. I didn't want to work out. I heard to do it Mm. right. So so this this the that whisper of the soul speaks to all of us. No one is exempt from it, um, but it's a very it's it's very soft. It's very subtle. Um, It is uh, non tangible. Um, You're not going to get validated by it. There's not going to be a million signs dropping from the sky to experience it. Um, Although I do feel if we're not on the right trajectory, I do believe the volume gets a little louder if we're not doing the right Mm -hmm. thing and painful. Yeah, it does. Um, But, you know, I I believe we, we don't have to wait for that. You know, I after all of this has happened, you know, for me specifically over the last two years, I decided that, um, suffering was not what I was choosing any longer. Mm. I was going to choose to stay conscious. I was going to choose to surrender. I was going to choose to keep moving forward. And by goodness, um, I am not going to wait 200 more lifetimes to get my shit done. I'm going to do it this time.
1: Amen. I am so with you on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this 110 pound weight loss, I'm just so curious about the timing of it in the 2020 COVID a year later, having this big download of this past life that completely shifted things for you. Where did the weight, I'm assuming the weight loss has been a part of that energetically, oh. like you called it my release journey. Yeah. But I would love to have you talk more about that because I'm sure there's so many listeners that know they're carrying excessive weight energetically, physically, and just don't know how to shift that. And
2: yeah, I'm pleased right. too. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I was, I mean, 5'3", just to kind of put give the listeners a perspective, 5'3", uh, 237.6 pounds um, in June of 2020. Um, and that I was really frustrated with the world. I um, couldn't comprehend what was going on with COVID. Um, COVID was the biggest blessing for me in my life now that we're post-COVID, pretty much. Um, and so, um, but I was at my darkest at at my darkest, uh, in, in that space. I was angry. I was frustrated. Um, I'm, I'm a free spirit. I don't like to be told to stay inside Mm -hmm. everything, my meditation, my thriving meditation studio that we owned, we couldn't open, we couldn't do anything. So basically you, you're trying to tame this wild spirit. I, I, was not doing well. Um, I would never take my own life. However, I said, if anything happened, I would be completely fine with it. Um, I was there, I was at that space. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, I was still busy. I was still doing sessions. I was crazy busy. So it wasn't that I was, you know, the, the world was crumbling. I was thriving it, from a business perspective, but I was not thriving. My soul was completely depleted. And, um, so, um, interestingly enough, and in Michigan at the time said the ocean is my home. It's my library. It's, it's my everything. Um, and so I, I told my husband, Chris, I said, you know, what? I got to get to Florida. I need to sit my booty in the ocean for hours because this thing, that's whatever has a hold on me is gonna take me down if I don't if I don't clear it out. It, I did it was just gripping. I was just not in a good space. So um, you know, not many people flying in June of 2020. We were. Um so we came down came down to Florida, I sat my booty in that that ocean and for hours, hours. Um and I felt a little bit of the anger and the frustration. I didn't even know what I was angry at. I yeah. just knew I was angry. Um and so started cleansing that out and some very dear friends of ours that, that live here um they had been to Costa Rica a couple of times and um they wanted to gift us um a, a Costa Rica trip and now here is me being anti-social or not or like anti going to do the medicine and yeah. you know I'm I'm a meditator I have a connection to source I don't need something to help me I'm getting so that. just to I help mean, that our listeners,
1: these friends gifted you a trip to go to Costa Rica to do a medicine journey. And that was yes. you at that stage in 2020 saying like, I don't need anything like that. I don't am an anything. open channel myself. And mm-hmm. I know you, and I've known you for a long time. And you are that open channel. I mean, you've been doing mm-hmm. intuitive readings for people for years. So mm-hmm. there was a deep resistance for you.
2: Deep resistance, yeah. like appalling, appalling resistance. resistance. Yeah. Yeah. But it you were also like, in,
0: a, in a tough space.
1: So
2: yeah, I'm guessing it was yes. almost
0: like a perfect.
2: Oh, it was all it was bad. It was really bad. It was the darkest. The, they say the dark night. Right. I mean, I was in it. I was in it. And so then um, I, I trust these, these friends of ours, like with everything that I have. And um, one of them said to me. The medicine told me you need to go, and I'm like, oh boy,
1: like, (laughs) oh dang, (laughs) yeah,
2: because I'm like, I, that's my, those are my, those are your language, yeah, Yeah, that's That's how you speak, yeah, that's the way that I speak. So then I knew, I knew as much as I didn't want to go, that I needed to go, and then I knew it was just me being scared. It was me being scared. Can we, so, can, we talk, um,
0: can we? what you said earlier in the podcast about the resistance piece, when you yeah. meet resistance, to me, this feels like you meeting this resistance, which means it's exactly what you needed. That's right. And that's such a good mm-hmm. reminder too. Yeah, I think it's where, a good reminder to everyone, everyone. When you feel
1: it, it's such a beautiful thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. As hard we're as in, it is. As hard as it is. And as, as hard as I just... It, and then obviously, you know, looking back at it, I, um, it was my ego speaking, right? Yeah. It was exactly ego what doesn't like to give it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was hanging on because I knew I didn't know at the time, but, and reflecting, I knew that that was the biggest breakthrough. That was life changing. My life is completely different. So, um, when we received this amazing gift to go, of course I said, yes. Um, and then, you know, from what we've been told that, um, the moment that you say yes to the gift, you know, the medicine starts, starts working. to
1: work. You don't,
2: mm. yeah, she starts to work. And, um, and then the, the beautiful souls that gifted us, uh, um, they asked, well, what do you, what would be your intention? And, um, cause we are intention people we're all intention people. And I said, you know what I would like, I would like to know why I cannot be thin. That was my question. That was wow.
0: your question.
2: That was my question because I've, I've tried everything known to man. I, I, it wasn't that I wasn't eating unhealthy. It just, there was some, something going on. And, and interestingly enough, I had just come to the realization that I was going to be okay with being overweight for the rest of my life. I had, I had been okay just very recently that this is who I am. This is what I am. And, I'm not going to try anymore.
1: Wow. It was surrender right there, right? You'd finally surrendered. I
2: was surrendering to that. And, um, and then, so that was in June, August 18th of 2020. Um, I had a dream. I don't remember my dreams by the way, except during my grandma's seizures. That's the only thing I remember. Um, and so I had a, a dream that repeated itself four times. Interestingly enough, on actually, I let's go back. It was August 8th the 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 dream started. Um Lionsgate Portal, interestingly enough 888. Mm. 8, 8. Mm. Okay? Um and so um and this dream uh repeated itself four times and um when I woke up and basically the dream said um your friend Allison is going to help you get healthy. I'm like, I mean, I knew <laughs> I know I know Allison. Um and I'm like ever like no <laughs> like that's not gonna happen
0: there's um, the resistance so again it, th-
2: yeah. there it goes again and so then again by the f- by the fourth time I woke up it was 7 30 a.m and it was still there and I said um okay again I heard the message it was very subtle it was dream state but it was something I remembered and it repeated four times and I knew and that moment if I didn't heed the call it gets me emotional mm. I probably wouldn't be here I knew something was going to happen. There was there was a um, um, an interjection happening. Mm. So in that moment, if I didn't, I picked up my phone, 7.30 a.m. It was a Sunday morning, and I texted Allison, and I said, I hope your phone is off. I hear you need to help me get healthy. I'm ready. Wow. And she called me back, and she called me in five minutes, and here we are.
1: I'm having so, all this tingling um, at the crown of my head as you're saying this. I can't like the beautiful, because I'm so, so in awe of how you listen this, too. like you listen yeah. and you follow through, mm-hmm. which is a huge lesson.
2: Yeah. I knew I had to, I knew I had to, I knew that um, this was going to save my life. I knew I was at a crossroads because I wasn't in a good space. And then it was, this is what was so fascinating. This was really the the catalyst of, everything for me. Um, so that was August. Uh, we were supposed to go to Costa Rica in November. COVID we couldn't leave the country. So March of, um, 2021, um, I had already released 70 pounds as I was heading on a plane to Costa Rica. So
1: this is the the first journey. This is the gift that you were given and it took you seven months or eight months to make the. And in that meantime, you'd already dropped 70 pounds. You yes. set the intention for what you wanted yes. your journey to be eight yeah. months, seven, eight months later, you've dropped that weight and then you actually go yes. do it.
2: Yeah. And then I go, then I, I go do it. And I asked, I, I said, so are you the one, <laughs> right? Because you asked the medicine anything you want. I said, so, you know, this little thing, this little jaunt that I'm on, you know, is this for real? And she goes, who do you think brought it to you? And I said, done, done. And then I never had any questions about all of this ever again. The perfection, the timing, the frustration. Wow, you know, because when you see the gift that I was able to see, um, you don't ever question anything anymore. Mm. because everything is perfect. yeah, and and that's a big pill to swallow right? Because as we are having this human experience, there's, there's all these different realities that we attach to, and it has to be this way. And why is this happening? And why is this not happening? And there's so much more, you know, that, that is out there and available, you know, for us. And so in, in, in the ceremony, um, or prior to ceremony, I should say prior to all of this, I'm going back in time. So back to, you know, May, June of 2020, um, all I was asking is, how may I serve? How may I serve? Man, like my meditation studio is closed. Like people are shutting down. People are not healthy. The mental, um, instability that was going out of this world. I'm like, how may I serve? How may I serve? And in that ceremony, um, the medicine said, when you begin to heal your other, when you begin to heal yourself mm. and take responsibility for your own healing, that's how you will be of service. Wow. That is and, um, and then she said, you know, healed people, heal people. So you got to continue your work. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. So I dedicated all of 2021 to finish my health journey, finish my Costa Rican, you know, um, ceremonies and, um,
1: Here we are. Well, I think we've had so many episodes and talked to so many women about the human giver syndrome and Mm -hmm. how we're all stuck in this, like, how can I serve? How can I serve? Yes, I will volunteer for that. Yes, I will take this on. And so just to hear you say it in such a clear way that perhaps the way we heal most and be of service most is to heal ourselves Mm -hmm. is profound. Yeah. It's like it gives us permission too.
2: Oh, my goodness. You know, her exact words to me. And it's going to be my next tattoo because I've gotten a million tattoos, you know, because they're 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 my intentions. They're my my reminders and her exact words to me. um, And interestingly enough, during the ceremony and. I've done a lot of ceremonies since she, she says, remember, and I'm like, and then I repeat it out loud. You know, I'm like, I remember, like I will never not remember because it was almost as if she ingrained it, you know, in in my, in my awareness. And she said, never sacrifice your own healing for the benefit of others. Wow. And then she said, tell me that again, never Never sacrifice your own healing for
1: the benefit of others. Okay, say that a third time, yeah. please, because I, I feel like we yeah. need to hear
0: it a third yeah. time.
2: <laughs> Never sacrifice your own healing for the benefit of others.
0: And Aviana, when you look back over your life, do you think you your first part of your life, you, you were doing that?
2: I did that 24-7. Yeah. 24-7. That is how I became um, so overweight. It's how I became so disconnected from who I truly am. This empathetic, intuitive little girl, that was amazing, but I was, how it was shown to me was I began to read people because I was fearing people. I ha- Because of what had happened to me, you know, prior in that other lifetime, I was carrying all that with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a 3 year old girl. So I began to read people and I saw that as a gift. It wasn't a gift. Mm. It was a defense mechanism. Yeah. I got really good at it. Wow. So as a 3 year old girl, I started tuning in and then this is interesting and I'm not really sure this out loud, so thank you for giving me the platform Absolutely. to say this like for real was that was one of the reasons why I stopped doing sessions um, a year, uh, ago last month, because what I was doing and my intention was pure. My Absolutely. intention was so pure sure. and, and to help and to heal, but I wasn't healing anybody. I was masking the true essence of me.
1: Mm. Okay. So I got to repeat this back. Cause this feels so powerful to me. So your your deep, intuitive, psychic capacity, and you were I mean, I've had readings from you. I know you had like year long wait lists to, I mean, you, you're so skilled at this and you see now that it was in many, it felt like a gift, but it was a defense mechanism because if yes. you could intuitively be tuned into everyone around you, then you could stay safe. Cause you clearly hadn't been safe in that prior life. And so Correct. this gift turned on at three at the time you would have started to have been abused in that other life. And so You ran with the gift and worked with the gift. And so now that you've kind of come full circle and healed this and started this whole release process, are you still able to intuitively read people? You're just choosing not to because it's not in service for you. Is that
2: a, is that a fair question? That is a fair question. And the answer is twofold. (laughs) There's two answers to that one yes um my intuitive uh, awareness is 10x prior to what it was mm. um however i use it now um to help people become more awake and authentic in their physicality because what i've learned is that i was so in Woo -woo land,
1: spirit land, yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: spirit land, because it was safe for me, and the body wasn't. Spirit land was safe, this, and the body wasn't safe. Yeah, so that's why I had buffered forever. That's what I call it—a buffering. And and so what happened is now I'm getting reacquainted with Earth school in the physical dimension, and I freaking love it. (laughs) But I also know. (laughs) I love this world. I love it. And I hated it before. Cause you were I so
1: disconnected from it. the body, right? I you was were connect-
2: so disconnected yeah. from the body. But what I learned through my ceremonies is that, um, I signed up to be here until I fully be present here. That pattern is going to repeat itself in many other ways. I, and, and I shared with you both, like, I'm not suffering anymore here. I'm going to oh. get my, shit done. I'm going to get it done. Yeah. And so, um, and that that's happy. I, I, I said it out there. I say it and trust me, my life is not like cupcakes and puppies. Like it is (laughs) constant. Like it is a constant, um, unfolding. Um, but I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to go.
0: Yeah, I'm so not st- to
2: exit. Yeah. I'm ready to catapult. <laughs> yeah.
0: but, but I'm struck by your comment earlier that y- you were okay leaving the world. You were suffering yes. so
1: deeply at that you point were, that I you sad. were like, I, I, "I could be done, yeah. and it would be okay."
0: I so could be done. Yeah. Yep. So now to see, you I told my parents it. that.
2: Yeah, I told my parents that. I told my husband. I like I said, if something happens to me, it's okay. Mm. I had declared all of that because I was suffering so. Um, it was, uh, the soul was suffering. My body wasn't suffering. Cause I I didn't, I, interestingly enough, I, and I know that my meditation practice, and this is really where it goes to the divine perfection. I know my meditation practice is what saved me up until this point, Mm. because there's no way possible. I could be as healthy as I was at the weight that I was. There's no way possible.
1: I completely agree. My mindset was
2: clear. Yeah. So um so I'm grateful that the spirit and in all of my work as in the woo-woo world because that carried me here but then it only carried me so far and that's really where that dream came in and the gift to go to Costa Rica came in and that is I I I look back on that I'm like how oh, perfect mm. what is the impeccable of the timing of this like yeah. you can't you you can't make this stuff up agreed you know so um but i listen to all i listen i'm a really good listener to spirit i'm a really good listener and i know that if they're guiding something and if they're pointing at something as much as i don't want to do it i have to do it i have to do it and um and i really made that declaration you know since over the, the last two years interestingly enough and going back to your your question betsy was you know, um, I'm not the same person. It's not because of my weight. It's not because my haircut's different or I look different. Um, that motherboard that I carried into this lifetime is not the same. Yeah, I've got a new motherboard. And so I'm really getting acquainted with this soul body because it's not the, it's not what I came in with here. It's mm. very different. My taste buds are different. Everything is different, which is fascinating to me because even people uh, who knew me prior to the, to who I am now, they say they don't recognize me and they don't understand me. I've lost a lot of friends. I was going
0: to ask. If you. Yeah. I'm curious what of, else yeah. you've lost besides the weight. A lot. I mean, you've uh, obviously um, I, gained I, a I lot. too, but...
2: Yeah. I'm choosing to see it as that meaning it just created new space for me to re get acquainted with this, this new individual, because this is, this is who I am. And I'm getting reacquainted with who she is Mm -hmm. because she's not who I was. And that's when I knew the sessions had to stop. And that's when I knew that everything had to really shift because I can make more my, this is my opinion, Opinion. I can create more impact becoming more relatable, relatable to this school here. I wasn't oh, relatable to
1: earth school. No. You yeah. weren't relatable yeah. because you were so in spirit yeah. and you were so connected to something bigger people yeah, that I it understand. was only a specific, yes. even percentage of people that could relate to that. Whereas yeah. as you've become more embodied, and more connected Mm -hmm. to earth school. Now, now you really can reach
0: more people. So how, that's how I become Uh, of service. How do you tell us more about how right now, how you are working with people and how they might work with you? Yeah.
2: So, um, so the woo woo is never went away. It's still very much every part of my being. I just don't actively, you know, do sessions anymore. It, It was, it's too draining um, it's, uh, and hopefully people don't take offense to that. It's just too much. It's just, yeah. too, it's not yeah. where I'm choosing to spend my time and energy. My time and energy now is spent with helping people get healthy. Because what I do believe is that my intuition has 10 X because I got healthy. We must honor vessel. this vehicle yeah, here. Vessel. We have to honor it. And, um, so now that I'm honoring it, I feel this is the way that we awaken people.
1: Through, through, the through, through, through the body,
2: through the body, through the body. I love it. Meditation. Yeah. So that's where all of my energy is, you know, now is, um, really it. And of course I, I tended, I'm not a, a gray girl. I'm a black and white. I'm either all in or not in. Um, and so releasing this amount of weight. And now I have a personal trainer. I work out six, seven days a week. I train four. Um, and I, can already tell it's going to go further. I'm not going to like bodybuild or anything like that, but it's, it's transformative. And, and I want to be that example. I want to create impact because you know, if you look at my before and you look at me now, you're like, Holy smokes. I look at myself. Um, and I am like, how in the world did I do it? And I didn't do it alone. That was that guiding Mm -hmm. force because I knew I, I had surrendered. I had let go. And I just said, just tell me what I need to do.
0: And everything showed up for you. It's everything showed up you needed. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So I want to be that beacon to help people get healthy, um, and create more of a conscious mindset to be here in this reality, um, and live life to the fullest because it's a freaking amazing.
1: Yeah. Because I think that I I love this so much and that it's my understanding is that if If you are embodied in a body, it's like a lucky blessed thing, right? So if we are a soul that found a body, you know, it's a, it's such a blessing. And so you're right. If you're in a body that doesn't feel well or is fatigued all the time or has chronic illness or right, you can't savor the miracle. And as you've said, the perfection of life in the same way. Mm -hmm. So it's so beautiful to see that you're, you're, shift has been like, let's help people be in the most glorious vessels that they were gifted with so that they can embrace and see the intricacies and amazement of this lifetime.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, the stats are, I mean, the odds of being human are 400 trillion to one. (laughs) I think that's a pretty big miracle.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. So the fact that we're all here sharing space
1: a Unbelievable.
2: Trillion to one, why are we not? Why
1: are we suffering so much? Jeez. Why are we
2: suffering so much?
1: Well, you, uh, I feel like one of the things I want to tie this up with is that I know that there are so many people out there suffering and, and you even said this, you were in a really dark place of suffering. Kate has suffered. I've suffered, right? Like we all go into that space and I love how you said, I made a choice. I'm not going to suffer. Can you talk us through and talk through with our audience, like, how do we shift out of that, like energetics of suffering and, and rise to something different?
2: Mm -hmm. Um, you, you decide, you make a choice, you know, a decision means to kill something off. And so it's a choice. I, I don't have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D or a plan E. I have a plan A. And I put all that energy into plan a, you know, make, I'll talk about it, you know, making healthy choices and like, Oh, it's so hard. It's not hard. It's a choice, you know? And and so that, that, why that suffering for me, it got so big and that's something very common with humans. We have to wait for the, the ball to drop, or we have hit rock bottom before we decide to make a choice
0: or wait to get sick. Um,
2: We wait to get sick exactly we have to wait we know we hear it we know we need to make better choices but we continue not to that's intuition that's that that whisper and so I just decided that when I hear that whisper I'm not gonna question it any longer I'm not gonna I'm gonna make a decision to step into whatever it is that may be the most difficult decision for me to step into now I don't have that mastered by the way it's a continuous yeah. practice this. Um but, you know, what the analogy that, that we use here in, in, in our house is that, you know, if there's a storm coming, we go through it mm. because we know what's on the other side of it. And the blessings are on the other side of it.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful. So it's, yeah. It's a way of living that so many people mm-hmm. kind of push back against, I feel. And and the suffering is so I think we've felt this rise in suffering too in the last few years. And so they're starting to feel more of a divergence on how people are responding to this period of suffering. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's that collective consciousness that I'm so hopeful is rising and that we support one another in our healing because that is where, like you said, that's how the world heals one person at a time.
2: Yes. Through Your own healing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, and that's really that message again, the, it, and sometimes the the misconception is, is that becomes selfish, right? It's not, I mean, I took a year and a half off, right. To, 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 to dive into this. I mean, I was still, still working, still doing my things, but um, I took a year and a half and, and I stayed diligent. That was my mission. Mm -hmm. My mission was to heal me. And, and I got a lot of slack from it. I lost a lot of friends. I lost, I lost a lot, but in the end, I gained, you know, so much. And, and you have, I want to say you have to know what you're stepping into, but you have to be willing to do that work. This, this work is lonely. It's between you and that source, whatever that is for you. It's, that's the conversation. And um, you're not going to get validation. You just have to steep into that knowing, and that's that's where all the magic. I call it magic because that that's where it is. It's why I I keep going to do my work. I don't I don't really love the word mastery because that means that we've reached a threshold. I truly believe we're all students every single day, and the more that we grow and grow and grow and grow, it's a never ending journey, and um, there's no cap yeah there's no cap.
1: no ceiling is yeah. there
0: yeah you're not done it's not like you're not done yeah it's not done
1: well I am so appreciative <sighs> for this conversation and I just hope that what people well I'm sure people will have heard what they needed to from this but I guess I will say for me what I heard most profoundly for myself is that uh, the greatest service you can give to the world is healing yourself. Yes. So that's, that's the work is the internal inner work, not what you're extending to others. So thank you for that.
0: And I love the permission for that, uh, that you're, that you're giving all of us. Um, because I think often we're looking for that, validation that and it it does feel selfish so many especially women feel that it feels selfish and you said out loud today it's not Mm. it is not
2: it's so rewarding it's so healing it needs to happen needs to happen
0: Mm -hmm. so we always end our interviews with the question of based on women who run with the wolves and how there are a few precious doors into the world of the wild woman. And I would say today after this conversation, you are a wild woman. So in touch with She's the epitome of the wild, song. authentic <laughs> yes, woman. So if you have a deep scar, that is a door. If you have an old, old story, that is a door. If you love the sky and the water so much, you can almost not bear it. That is a door. Or if you yearn for a deeper life, a full life, a sane life, that is a door. So maybe there's more than one, but what door do you think you took into your life as a wild woman?
2: Ooh, we, you know, the, the suffering door, um, it it was absolutely, you know, the, the hardship, the pain, um, absolutely my door. And I have to say, you know, the, the water is my door. Um, you know, it, that is, it's why we have this, I mean, you can't see, but I mean, I'm looking out at the ocean like right now. Um, and it, it is, um, it is what healed me, um, all the pain, all the trauma, um, not even remembering it here, but remembering what I brought over, you know, the soul, the soul is limitless. Yeah. Only the body is just, you know, goes from, one dimension it stays in this dimension which is why we have to honor it so much so I would say water for sure
0: <laughs> oh, I love it I thank love it thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom and your story and your journey it's it's life-changing yeah. to hear it truly
1: is and if anyone wants to follow you or find more information about you where could they do that Aviana?
2: Um, I, I speak very out loud a lot and Facebook really is the predominant platform, you know, right now. And, and they can find me at Aviana Castro. And, um, but I'm, I would, I love to help and inspire other people. So yeah, you can follow our friend me there and, um, we are going to be doing a lot more. Um, I've been hearing the last couple of days that, you know, the, the voice and the message needs to be out there more. I'm very vocal already, but I'm going to dial that up a few notches. So <laughs> well,
0: we <laughs> look wait. forward to that. We
1: will be yes. avid listeners. <laughs> yes, we will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Do you need some rewilding? All of us actually do. Rewilding is what brings us back to our true essence and our most authentic nature. So you might secretly be on this rewilding path listening to these podcasts or reading books by other wild women, or you may have been traversing this path for a while. What Kate and I both know so well is that there is something very powerful when we come into community with others who are also doing the work. So for a full week, we would love, Kate and I would love to have you join us in the wilds of Costa Rica. This yoga meditation inner work retreat is not just for women, it's for any human who has desire to clear out the old and tune into your body, heart and intuition. What you'll get is daily yoga, meditation, healing energy sessions with me, a one-on-one coaching session with Kate during the week, time for walks on the beach, kayaking, lying by the pool, amazing organic food and walks around this gorgeous property in nosara costa rica are you ready to rewild? wild are you ready to join with your instinctive life and your deepest knowing we'd love to have you join us you can find out all the information on how to do this in the show notes today join us
0: and now the amazing singer-songwriter lissy morris with wild west thanks for joining us today If you like this
1: podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week.